Today, I want to talk to you about Nehemiah 10. Why don't we just pray uh, before we start? Father God, we thank you that you're still with us. We thank you that um, you still have life from you, Jesus. Lord, as we listen to your word, as we listen to, to the message today, Jesus, may your power, your love and truth encounter be with us, Lord. And you bless us, bless each one of us here. Prepare our heart, Lord, to listen to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And if everybody who believes says, Amen. Okay, Nehemiah 10. When I read through the, the passage, it talks about commitment. What's the first thing comes to your mind when, when, when you hear the word commitment? Faithful. That's good. What else? Is it a scary thing to have a commitment? When you commit yourself to someone, is it a scary thing, Mark? Yes, yes. Tell you the truth. Uh, I just got married, right? And then uh, give, giving yourself to a, a person uh, for the whole of your life compared to a home loan, I think it's better a home loan, only 30 years. <laughs> right? But, yeah. but it talks about commitment, right? Um, first thing that comes into my mind when, when, um, uh, when I hear the word commitment, it's a binding. It bounds you, right? Commitment, commit. How many of you here, um, when, when people approach you, maybe Kasari, Kaifo approach you, uh, do you want to commit um, to come to uh, our cell group? Do you want to make a commitment uh, to do this ministry, that ministry, and, ev- and everybody um, just being scared, you know, oh, commitment, oh, I need to wake up early. I need to commit prayer. You know, as uh, the worship team here, I know we have commitment, right? Just uh, the, the basic commitment. Oh, yeah, we, we need to read our Bible, of course. Pray. We join our prayer meeting once a month uh, and also uh, commit to the practice. Maybe it's a scary thing. Maybe not. It's a good thing. Commitment. What is commitment? It's to declare publicly once in ten. In this way, we hold ourselves accountable and fasten in our hearts. When we hear the word commitment, it's a binding agreement. Wow, it's an agreement. When you commit, let's say uh, you apply for a home loan and then you commit, you sign the paper, that's it. You are bound for 30 years. Yeah? You commit yourself. But is that it? Is commitment only about the uh, agreement? Only about uh, two parties. Uh, two parties agreed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my responsibility, and that's your responsibility. We agreed to something. Is that it? It's more than that. Commitment will require action. If there is no action, then commitment means nothing. If we say we commit, okay. Uh, Back again to, to, to the home loan, let's say. Yeah, I commit. I sign the paper. I provide all documentations and that's it. I commit to purchase this house and then you commit to give it to me. I mean, the other party, right? Yes. And then after that, is that it? Okay. That guy needs to transfer the house into my position, right? And then wh- what, what action do I have? Well, you have to pay. You have to pay for it. You have to do an action. Without, without any, uh, you know, uh, your regular repayment, it means nothing. Without the other party transfer the ownership of the house or asset or whatever it is to you, that means nothing. 
the paper means nothing if if there's no action required. You know, a commitment. In Nehemiah 10, we know the story, right? Uh, Nehemiah led the Israel, built the wall. You know, after uh, hundred years, more than hundred years, actually. Israel went up and down. Uh, they, they are uh, chosen as as a nation of God. They are chosen, but they they went rebellions against God. God put them to exile, and then now they start building themselves again through Nehemiah, right? And they make a commitment. They make a commitment. They want to do this and that. It is the same with our relationship with our God. No, once we live in sinful nature, in our sinful nature, we live under sin, we are bound. Then God saved us through Jesus Christ on the cross that died for you and for me. So he break that commitment with, uh, with the sin and then put us under commitment with him. There's always two parties involved, yeah? But commitment. God, of course, God, commit himself, died on the cross. So the salvation is available for you and for me. And what's our part? You just have to take that salvation. That's our relationship with God. And that's a binding contract. You know, for those of you here that we already saved, and then we take that salvation with us as part of our life, and then now it is our action. What are we going to do with it? Is that it? Is that is it just a matter of yes, God? I confess that uh, you are my Lord and Savior. Is, is is that it? You have to do something. It must be an action that we need to follow. It must be an action that we need to do. We need to take because God separated us from sin and then bring us back to life. And now where the commitment starts, it's a binding agreement. If we look at Nehemiah ten verse twenty eight. The rest of the people, priests, Levites, gatekeepers, musicians, temple servants, and all who separated themselves from the neighboring peoples for the sake of the law of God, together with their wives and all their sons and daughters who are able to understand, all these now join their fellow Israelites, the nobles, and bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God given through Moses, the servant of God and to obey carefully all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord, our Lord. Wow, Israel make these commitments. And and if you look at from the beginning of this chapter, right, first verse of this Nehemiah 10, they make a written agreement. It's a binding agreement, written agreement, that they're going to do all these things for God after God restored them. God restored the wall of uh, Jerusalem, and then they, they make all these commitments. That's just uh, in verse 29. I think that the language there is really strong. Yeah, Bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God given through Moses, the servant of God, and to obey carefully all the commands, regulations, and decrees. Wow, it's just amazing. And who was the first person to put their name in the, uh, the agreement? Nehemiah. And the commitment that we make have to start with us. Have to start with us people of God. Looking at that first 28-29, right? What commitment are they making? In first 28, 
the rest of the people's priests, Levites, gatekeepers, musicians, temple servants, and all who separated themselves from the neighboring peoples for the sake of the law of God. They separated themselves. In here it's talking about relationship with God. They separated themselves. It's, it's not easy to separate yourselves. If you let, let's say for example in, in your office, in your workplace, you se- separated yourself from the people. It's impossible. It's almost impossible. You know, to separate yourself. If if you're living in that area, if if uh, let's say I want to separate you and me, you know, it, it's difficult because I'm I'm in the in the place. But they are committing themselves to separate themselves. What, what does that mean? They want to separate themselves because they know God will use them mightily. Because they know by separating themselves, God can use them with a pure heart. You know, in, in Old Testament, you know, when, when the leader, when the priests want to sacrifice something on behalf of the people, they have to purify themselves. And separation in this context means they have to purify themselves before they can make an offering, you know. And the priests at that time, they purify themselves. You know, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. There's an, uh, you know, if you guys read through your Bible reading, the one that we have. I think this is one of the, the basic commitment that, that we should have, you know. As the people of God, we're making commitment to separate ourselves. In what sense? In this instance, look at the other first, I mean, first after this. They're separating themselves and they're committing themselves not to give their daughters in marriage to the Gentiles, basically. And also they, they want to put Sabbath, Sabbath day, as they have to rest on the seventh day. What I want to focus on is the relationship with God. If we say if we, we have a relationship with our God, Jesus Christ, then you can't have any relationship with anything else beside that, right? Um, okay, wait, wait. when I married my wife, I make a vow, right? You know, in marriage, you have to make a vow during the ceremony. And then, oh yeah, I need to. Uh, I will do this, this, and that. And and this is the the bound, right? This ring. Okay, you are bound for life. Sometimes you are powerless because of this, right? But the thing is, that means you have separated yourself. I can't see other uh, women, ladies. As, uh, and then, and neither my wife's. He can't. She can't see uh, other guys during our marriage. That means separating yourself to be able to be used by God. And in our workplace, in our uh, community, in our studies, there, there's one thing that can give a devil, you know, a foothold when you start compromising sin. Let's say, for example, oh, you hear a lot of your colleagues swearing, and then it starts shaping your mind, it starts shaping your uh, your thought, saying that oh, maybe if I swear a little, that's fine. If I um, let's say, oh, if I a little to my boss, that's fine. It's only a little, and sometimes we call it white lies. You know, that's fine. Maybe that's that's the kind of thinking that we have. But you know, as the, as the Bible said, do not give the devil a foothold. If you want to start, if you want to uh, separate yourself from from all these things to be able to use uh, to be used by God, you really have to make a commitment not to do that. 
just don't play with fire because all the big fire starts with a small spark. And then if if we say we we, we commit ourselves, let uh, let's say all, all all the workers here, yes, um, I want to join a prayer meeting. I want to join this and that. I um, I commit myself to minister this and that. You know, or maybe um, I don't know. Maybe sometimes I have this kind of thinking, right? Oh uh, yeah. I don't need to join that prayer. I don't need to join this prayer. I can still minister, you know. Just don't let yourself get carried away by that. Okay? If you want to have a relationship with God, you have to have your values. You have to commit yourself. And, you know, as the Israelites in this um, Nehemiah 10, right, they separate themselves from their neighbor. Does that mean they are, um, they don't want to make a relationship with the other guys? No, 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 no not, not in that context. We can still be who we are. Doesn't matter where we are. We can still be. Um, we can still be light. You know, in in um, in my uh, workplace, right? I have a. I sit next to a, a guy, a Vietnamese, and then every minute, every word, he has that F word. He 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 has all the swearing words. For some reason, there's is um. There are many, a lot of occasions, right? I just talk to him and then, hey, wh- why are you swearing, man? What's, what's your son will say to you, you know? Because uh, he has a son, a small son, right? Yeah, I don't do this at home, only at work. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but does that mean I can swear? No, 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 no. I don't want to. And he knows, uh, Aldrich doesn't swear. Is that a good thing? Sometimes uh, if you're talking about uh, cool stuff, right? I mean, you being cool at work, you swear, yeah, and everything. You want to get yourself carried away with your clicks and do all this bad stuff, you know? But no, no, I have my values. That's the mean of separating yourselves from the neighbor. We can be light still. You know, even if people think around you, you know, all the... um, People think that you are not cool for not doing all this stuff. That's fine. God still thinks you are cool. God still thinks he wants to have a relationship with you. And indeed, second thing, second commitment they're making. Um, let's open up uh, Nehemiah 10, verse 32 until 37. We assume the responsibility for carrying out the commands to give a third of a shekel each year for the service of the house of our God, for the bread set out on the table, for the regular grain offerings and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbaths, at the new moon feasts, and at the appointed festivals, for the holy offerings, for sin offerings to make atonement for Israel, and for all the duties of the house of our God. We, the priests, the Levites, and the people, have cast lots to determine when each of our families is to bring to the house of our God at set times each year a contribution of wood to burn on the altar of the Lord our God, as it is written in the law. We also assume responsibility for bringing to the house of the Lord each year the first fruits of our crops and of every fruit tree. As it is also written in the law, we will bring the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, of our herds and of our flocks to the house of our God, to the priests ministering there. Moreover, we will bring to the storerooms of the house of our God, to the priests, the first of our ground meal, of our grain offerings, of the fruit of all our trees, 
and of our new wine and olive oil. And we will bring a tithe of our crops to the Levites, for it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all the towns where we work. Jeez, that's so many offerings. Second thing that they, uh, the Israelites commit to give to God is there about the offerings, the tithe, the temple tax, uh, a third of the shekel, and then uh, they give first fruits, they give uh, of, of their uh, tree, they give wood for the altar. There are so many things. And now talking about commitment that we're making is we're talking about giving to God. What can we give? Tithe, offerings. You know, uh, Mark led us to tithe and offerings before. Why do we need to give to God? Why do we need to give? Does God need our money? Does God need our offering? No. But the tithe means surrendering. It shows that we're surrendering what God has given us. You know, all the blessings. That's uh, uh, to represent that, yes, God, you are more than enough for me. First fruits, they give all the first fruits of all their trees. What does it mean by first fruits? You know, um, first fruit in here, that means they're giving God the best, the best portion of, of, uh, of they can give, what they can give. And wood for the altar. Because at, at that time, they have to keep the altar burning in the temple of God. So it keeps burning and burning, and then they cast lots. Each of the family, they will bring wood. And wood at that time is a precious commodity. Uh, in Old Testament, they, they used to give so many offerings, right? They, they have burnt offerings, they have sacrifice for, for sin offering and all that stuff, right? And not a lot of people can, can bring cattle or can bring a lamb for the offering. But a lot of people can bring wood to the altar, which is the, co- the precious commodity at that time. So they, they, they're trying to give the best. We saw there uh, giving tithe, giving offerings, giving uh, burnt offerings, you know, um, uh, a temple tax, which is the third of the uh, shekel, and then uh, giving wood to the altar. What, what does that mean for us? We have to start giving to the, the house of our God. That means our surrendering for what He has blessed us with, we give portion to God. And God can use that. You know, when, when someone or something means so much for us, we tend to give more attention to that person or to that thing, you know. Guys here who, lo- who love their, their car so much, you will polish your car, you, you will wash them even um, more than how many times you take a bath in a day, maybe. You know, or, or uh, if someone means so much to you, like Lawrence here, I know the fiancé is in Sydney. He travels to Sydney because the fiancé means so much to him. And for God, does God mean much more to you that you are willing to give? You are willing to give tithe. Does God need it? No, He doesn't. He creates all the wealth. He creates all the blessings. But He wants us to show that we trust Him we are being grateful for all, all the blessings that He has done. And the great blessings for our life is the salvation that He has given us. Why can't we give more to Him? Why can't we give our time to Him? You know, food for the altar, to keep the fire burning, they cast lots. 
How many of us here can give more to the house of God? I'm not only talking about the money. I'm not only talking about the material things that you can give to uh, to the church. But I'm talking about your time, maybe. Your availability. Your strength to do all the muscle team's work, maybe in the, in the morning. Or how much you, do you want to give to the church, to the house of God? What can we give? If people under the Old Testament law, yeah, they could bring three tithes. How much more we can give today if we live by grace? How much more can we give? Think about it. You know, with, with our church, right? As Pastor Yuda always mentioned, well, yeah, we are a transit church. People come and go. Yeah, sometimes we might not have enough people to help us with set up with the ministry even we have a new buildings now which is exciting or uh, the leaders or the seniors can uh, will start approaching you can you help this help help with it can you help with that can we make ourselves available do we care enough to give to god to give for uh, for the ministry do we care enough Um, I've been in this church since uh, 2005, I think. If you think I am, I can stand here, right? It's only by God's grace. Because back then, back in 2005, I used to lie to my cell leaders. You know, every time uh, we have cell group at home, uh, not at my home, uh, but uh, at someone else's, right, at that time. We have uh, a bunch of students at that time. And then, uh, like, every Friday... She she kept calling me, oh, Aldrich and Alicia, my sister, are you guys coming to sell? No, I'm going on swimming. And you know what what I did? I just stayed at home. I just made up some excuses not to go to sell groups. Uh, yeah, when first time um, my mentor asked me to become mentor to foundation class, that, that was after I uh, graduated, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's your time to shine, you know. You have to mentor yourself. How many of you hear those sort of words? How many of your mentors <laughs> ask you to become mentor? And then I said to uh, my mentor at that time, "Nah, I'm not holy enough to uh, to become a mentor. I'm not good enough. Hey, until when you want to? Uh, you are not good. You you are not always good enough, you know." I said to him, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I'm not good enough. You know, I feel like I'm I'm still a sinner, and I don't deserve this. And now I'm talking to here. It's only by God's grace. But what can we give more to our God? Perhaps we can have the piano playing. You know, MPC in this new season, we are blessed by the building. We just got a building. Don't you, don't you guys know that? Are you guys excited? Oh man." I'm excited, and that's in um, in the heart of the city, in Chinatown. It's beyond our imagination, right? God is enlarging MPC's capacity. God is enlarging us. If we're talking about MPC, it's not talking about the church building, a massive one, uh, but it's talking about you and me. About us, the follower of God. We know here that we've been saved by Christ. 
But what are we committing to Him now? What do we want to do for Him more? If God is enlarging our church capacity in, in a material way, we need to expect more people coming to Him. Maybe uh, during the, the course, you know, um, when we settle, maybe the church, the church leaders might need some help. But will you be available to help our church? Will you make yourself available to do all this ministry or maybe the ministry that you might not like it? But hey, come on, let's have this attitude, right? In Nehemiah 10, verse 39, this is the verse that uh, really caught my attention. The people of Israel, including the Levites, are to bring their contributions of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms, where the articles for the sanctuary and for the ministering priest, the gatekeepers, and the musicians are also kept. And you know what they say? We will not neglect the house of our God. Are we neglecting the house of God? Are we neglecting, you know, God's movement with our capacity these days? Let's have this attitude, you know. God. We will not neglect the house of our God. I see this as a challenge for each one of us here. I see this as a, you know, a motivation. Come on, let us do more for our God. Yes, it's great that we have a new building. Yes, it's great to have new people, newcomers. It's it's great to see all these things. Are we going to have a permanent place? We're going to have a a beautiful uh, stage. We're going to have classrooms. Uh, I don't know. Anything that we can think of. It hasn't been decided yet. But come on. Let us be excited. What can we give? What can we do? Let us make this commitment, right? We will not neglect. You know, if you forgot about all uh, the things that I said, that's fine. Don't forget the, the last part here. We will not neglect the house of our God. And that's my challenge to you and to me. What can we give? What can we give more to our God? Let's just close your eyes. Let's just come back to our God. He has given us so much. He has given us the salvation. He died for us on the cross. And it's for free. He didn't expect us with anything. 
But He wants us to do something for Him. He wants us to commit ourselves to Him. He wants us to separate ourselves only for Him, only to be able to be used by Him. He wants us just to think of Him. You know, every day, every night. He really wants us and He wants you and me in this place. He's committing Himself. What about us? What have we done? Are we committing ourselves to Him? Now, now I just want to uh, challenge you here. If you want to commit your life more to Him, if you want to commit yourself to Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, just put your hand on your chest. Father God, you see all the hands that's been put to chest, Lord. You see through our life even even more than we do, Lord. You bless them, Lord. You use us mighty, Jesus. Lord, this is our heart. This is our heart surrendering to you, surrendering to your will. And you bless each one of us here in Jesus' name, Lord. We want to commit, and we want to commit not only by our words, but only on also with our actions, Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.